Turn your Bible, please, to Revelation chapter 21. Revelation 21. I want to begin reading verse 1. And I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. And God himself shall be with them and be their God. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. And he said unto me, It is done. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give unto him that is thirsty, have the fountain of the water of life freely. He that overcometh shall inherit all things. And I will be his God, and he shall be my son. But the fearful, and unbelieving, and the abominable, and murderers, and whoremongers, and sorcerers, and idolaters, and all liars shall have their part in a lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Turn on over now, Revelation 21, 2 verse 23. And the city had no need of the sun, neither the moon, to shine in it. For the glory of God did lighten it, and the Lamb is light thereof. And the nations of them which are saved shall walk in the light of it. And the kings of the earth do bring their glory and honor into it. And the gates of it shall not be shut at all by day, for there shall be no night there. And they shall bring the glory and honor of the nations into it. And there shall in no wise Entered anything that defileth, neither whatsoever worketh abomination, or maketh a lie, but they which are written in the Lamb's book of life. Pray with me. Heavenly Father, it's a great, great thing to know, and a great comfort to know that there is a place that you made for man in order that we could be safe, we could be out of the presence of sin. We could be out of the presence of sorrow and pain and agony, and we can be free from this thing called sin that reigns in all of our bodies from Adam even till you come back. And I pray, dear God, you'll help us to rejoice in this fact today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I was reading and studying last night about the forgiveness of sin. Now, we know God has a heaven for forgiven people to live in forever and ever, according to Revelation 21 and down to verse 27. I love verse 27. No abominable thing will enter into heaven. Now, we know all men are sinners. The Bible says so. We must be forgiven our sins uh, to go there. 
at Romans 3.23, For all have sinned, come short of the glory of God. So we know that all men are sinners. And we know that no sin is going to heaven. Now when Adam fell in the Garden of Eden, he passed on sin to all men. From that time on, the most important problem in life for men is then forgiveness. Forgiveness simply means the separation of the sinner from his sins through the sacrificial death and the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ and that by grace alone. If God forgives our sins, then who can prevent us from entering into heaven? If I didn't have that one knowledge, I would not know that I have everlasting life. And somebody says, how can you know that you have eternal life? Well, how can you not know if you believe these things that God tells us in Revelation? If God forgives our sins, then who can prevent us from entering death? Now, Luke chapter 7, verse 48 said, And he said unto her, Thy sins are forgiven. Jesus doing the speaking. Verse 49 said, Began to say within themselves, Who is this that forgives sins also? Then in Mark chapter 2, verse 7, Why doeth this man thus speak blasphemies? Who can forgive sins but God only? 1 John 1, 9, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and to forgive us our sins. Now I was in a long discussion with a man here a while back that uh, claimed that uh, Jesus is not God. And he said, You can't show me any place in the Bible where Jesus is God. He said, the Bible says that Jesus is the Son of God. And I said, well, sir, uh, let me explain something to you. Only God can forgive sins. All right? Now, the Bible says that Jesus forgave sins. Wait a minute now. If Jesus forgave sins, then he's God. Amen? In John chapter 1, verse 9, is the Lord God, the Holy One, the forgiver, the forgiver uh, of the law. Because Jesus is both God and the Son of God, He has been appointed to forgive sins. Acts chapter 5, verse 31. Him hath God exalted with His right hand to be a prince and a savior for to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. Now, there's several things we didn't know about forgiveness of our sins. Now, like I've said to you many times, over the years I've got the privilege of leading people to Jesus Christ for salvation, and then later on they'll see me and say, Hey, preacher, you're the one that saved me. And I always correct them on that because I can't save nobody. And the reason for that is, uh, I would love to. I'd love to have the power. I'd love to have the, uh, the whatever it takes to uh, snatch people out of hellfire because I know that a lot of people are going there because they reject God's payment for sin. And I would like to be able to save them, but I can't. And neither can anybody else. Only God can forgive sins. And so when we see that Jesus Christ forgave sins, then He's God. And there's several reasons or several things we need to know about forgiveness of sins. The author of forgiveness is God alone. Now the channel of forgiveness is Jesus Christ. 
Acts chapter 13 verse 38 says, Be it known unto you therefore, men and brethren, that through this man, Christ Jesus, is preached unto you the forgiveness of sins. Now I like that verse for several reasons. Number one is, I'm forgiven of my sins through the Lord Jesus Christ. But I want you to notice what the last part of that verse uh, is preached unto you, the forgiveness of S-I-N-S. Not just the sin of rebellion against God, not the sin of just keeping you out of heaven, but all our sins, every sin that I've ever committed, Jesus Christ forgave me of. Past, present, and future. Now, if that was not true, there'd be no way I could go to heaven because there's no sin going to heaven. In Luke chapter 7, verse 48, Jesus personally forgave the woman, thy sins are forgiven thee. In Mark chapter 2, verse 9, Jesus personally forgave the soft-posed man, thy sins be forgiven thee. So the only channel of forgiveness of sin is Jesus Christ. Now the foundation of forgiveness. Forgiveness is bestowed on the ground of the Lord's compassion. I thank God that Jesus not only is God, but He loves. Amen. He has compassion. Psalms uh, 78, verse 38. But He being full of compassion forgave their iniquity and destroyed them not. Forgiveness is bestowed on the ground then of divine justice. In 1 John 1, 9, says faithfulness and just to forgive. Jesus is faithful, but he also is just to forgive. God can forgive sin and yet remain holy and just because he's God. Who can lay anything to charge of God's elect? Now forgiveness is bestowed on the basis of the blood of Jesus Christ. Ephesians 1 verse 7, In whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. You know one of the things that I love to talk to people about when it comes to salvation, well, they, they make fun of the gory, bloody Bible, the Word of God. It's filled with blood. It's filled with sacrifices. And I say to them all the time, you've got to be washed in blood. And the Hebrew says, the blood of bulls and goats can't do it. No sacrifice, no uh, anything you want to do to spill blood to be wash your sins away won't get the job done. The book of Hebrews says so. But the blood of Jesus Christ is the only one that can wash your sins away. Why? Because it's the only blood, the only blood, that does not have one iota of sin in it. And that God requires a perfect sacrifice. So if Jesus Christ had any kind of, blood, of sin in his blood, then he couldn't be a perfect sacrifice. Leviticus 17 verse 11 says, For the life of the flesh is in the blood, and I have given it to you upon the altar to make atonement for your soul. So the blood of Jesus Christ is the only one that can do that. Now, so uh, again, the completeness of forgiveness. Now, in 1 John 1, 7, says all sins. When Jesus forgives sin, he forgives all of it. Not half of it, or a third of it, but all of it. 
In Psalm 103, who forgiveth all thine iniquities. Now please get this. If one sin remained unforgiven, that individual could not go to heaven, but would be forced to spend all eternity in hell. Revelation 21, verse 27, And there shall in no wise enter into it anything that defileth. So forgiveness is complete, not partial. Now, anybody that knows themselves, and you know what it do good for people to sit down sometime and analyze your own self, get to know yourself, amen? Not blaming everybody else in the world. Blame yourself. You're the cause of it. Why? Because of sin. And we're all sinners. We're all guilty. If you'll be realistic with yourself, you know that you're not as good as God. And when I, when I talk to people about being saved uh, and their sins, God's not talking about being a drunk or being a harlot or being a robber. He's not talking about that. He's talking about that you're not as good as God is. I don't care if you don't smoke and you don't chew and you don't run around with them and do and so on. As they used to say years ago when uh, they were preaching, if you're going to be right with God, you can't do these things and so on. Now let me give you something. When the Bible says He forgives sins, He's not talking about a certain kind of sin. That's just the results of being a sinner. And what you got to realize is, I'm not as good as God is. And there's not a human being that's ever been born on the face of earth as good as God is or as pure as God is. Because He has pure blood, no sin in it. So forgiveness is complete and not partial. That's why that I know that I'm going to heaven. I don't have any worry about it. I, I, when I talk to people about having the assurance of your salvation, you know, one of the most miserable people on the face of earth, I believe, is people that accept Christ as their Savior. They understand that Jesus died on the cross and His blood shed for their sins. And they accept that and they get saved. Then they get out into the world. They get stop going to church. They start reading, stop reading their Bible. They start stop fellowshipping with other believers as the Bible commands us to do. And then they get away from the Lord and they feel like that they lost their salvation I'm not saved anymore. No. If Jesus ever saved you once, He saved you forever. Now, what happens is that we get away from realizing what happened back there. And, and I know that I have people a lot of times come to me and say, Preacher, when I was a little baby, I mean a little child, or just a teenager, I went forward in the church and because of somebody else going forward, I went also. I made a public profession of faith, and I claim to be faith, and I've had this worry in my mind all these years, and I, I feel like I, I don't know if I need to get saved all over again or whatever. Now, you don't get saved all over. Don't you understand that? You get saved once, okay? So what should a person do that has that fear in their life? If that's in the back of your mind, settle it now. Amen? It doesn't matter if you're way back you know, 30 years ago, you made a public profession of faith. If you have doubts in your mind, settle it now. The blood of Jesus Christ right here today, I accept that and I'll never question it again. I know when I, me and the old devil had a 
I tussled with that right after I got saved. And he claimed that I was unsaved. I was going to hell because I lost my temper and cussed the guy out on the job. And, and there was something inside of me that said, you can't do that no more. And it almost scared me to death on the job. And I realized after studying the Bible after that, that I now have the Holy Spirit in me. And the Holy Spirit witnesses to my spirit that I am a child of God. And you got to watch what you're doing. And the Holy Spirit let me know that I can't do that anymore. I'm a child of God. But I also know the flesh. The flesh is weak. And the flesh is our enemy. And we realize something that I was forgiven partially so many years ago. No, you weren't. If you were given all, you at all, you were forgiven completely of your present sin, your past sins, and your future sin. Now, I want to see something else. That's the completeness of, of forgiveness. Another thing, the possession of forgiveness. In Ephesians chapter 1, verse 7, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. I want you to notice that word we here in that verse, Ephesians 1 verse 7. We believers are the possessors of forgiveness. The conditions of forgiveness. Three things are necessary for forgiveness. Repentance is first. Acts chapter 5 verse 31. To, to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. Notice how that comes in order. Now, if you try to separate those two, you make it, if you're not careful, you'll make it a act of works that you can do. But notice to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sin. That's not two separate things you do. That happens at once. When you hear the Word of God and the Bible convicts you that you're a sinner and you turn from your sins, who are you turning to? If you turn from, you got to turn to. Amen? And so when I turn from my sins, that's repentance. When I turn to Jesus, that's salvation. And that's the act of, of repentance. The ne next step is faith. Did you know that you won't turn from your sins and turn to the Lord Jesus Christ unless you believe that there's somebody can take your sin away from you? I turn from my sins, I turn to the one that I believe can save me from my sins. That's faith. And uh, Luke chapter 7 verse 50 talks, Thy faith has saved thee. Well, wait a minute, I thought the blood of Jesus Christ saved me. And not just my faith. Well, if I have faith at all, who have I got it in? Who are you trusting in? It's the blood of Jesus Christ. So, faith in what? Faith in the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Next step is confession. In 1 John 1 9, if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Now, when we learn from the Bible that we're sinners and the Holy Spirit convicts us that we need forgiveness. We exercise faith in Christ and we confess our sins and accept His blood for our washing from sin and accept His forgiveness. That's salvation. And that all happens at once. The author of forgiveness is God alone. Nobody else can do that. 
The channel of forgiveness is Jesus Christ. How do we get to God? Through the Lord Jesus Christ. The foundation of forgiveness, Jesus loves us. John 3.16 is still there. and But he hates our sins. Jesus has compassion on himself for us sinners. Jesus can be just because he is God. The completeness of forgiveness is forever. Once and for all, it's done. All our sins are gone in Christ Jesus. The possessors of forgiveness, whosoever will. Romans 10, 13. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Amen? That's forgiveness. And you cannot, when I was reading, when I was reading Revelation last night, and, and the reason I was reading it, I was just thinking about heaven, and we were, we was, I was thinking about the reunion I had yesterday with my uh, junior high football team and uh, some of the guys. We started off 15 years ago meeting here with 84. And then yesterday, I think it was, we had 36 of our members right here. And I thought all the old buddies is gone on. And just about every one of them that I know uh, personally have talked to about the Lord day in heaven. And I got to thinking about it and I said, what a wonderful place one of these days. They were all going to meet, not in a building like this, not in a little fellowship hall like we have there, but one day we're going to meet around the table of the Lord Jesus Christ and all of us are going to be rejoicing for one reason, we're forgiven. Amen. Ain't nothing like it in the world. And I thank God for it. Father, bless, I pray. If there's somebody out there listening today that don't know that Jesus Christ is the forgiver of sins, He's the only one you can go to because God sent Him to take care of our sins. And I pray that they'll have faith in Him alone. In Jesus' name we ask these things. Amen. Thank you so much.